Chew the Clock is back. Welcome in, listener. I am Peter Gibbs, the host of Chew the Clock, and you probably have not heard my voice in about two months, and that's due to the winter break at Riverside City College, but I'm back, and I have lots to talk about, and so I'm going to introduce my good friend and now the managing editor of Viewpoints, Mr. Hayden Kulik. Hello there. Thanks for having me back on here. It's great to have you, man. I mean, we have so much to cover today. We're going to do a recap of what happened over the winter break, what all has happened in terms of football transfers, basketball and their season, and we're also going to move on and then talk about just what's upcoming this semester. What teams are we looking out for? Who should we look for? What's the history there? So let's start off. Who all from the runners-up, the second place for football, uh, who all is transferring out from the team? I don't have a list of every single transfer, but I got a couple. Okay. To start, we got Kyle Scott, offensive lineman, is going to be transferring to Arizona State. That's a decent school, I would say. Big, big name right there. Big name yeah. right there. Keith and Gooden is going to Morgan State, which I believe is an HBCU. Interesting choice. I actually, I, I like that they get some exposure there. You yeah. know, I was watching uh, ESPN last night, and they had a segment about the HBCU Combine. Dude, I actually was watching that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they had the, the Chiefs rookie safety, I believe, who made a big play, but he wouldn't have been drafted if it weren't for that combine. So let's look out for Keith and Gooden. Keith and Gooden. There you go. Um, we also have defensive lineman Talib Salahuddin signing with San Diego State. That's pretty close. I would say that's a that's a good good move for him. Yeah, overall, and that, that's actually his coach's uh, Tom Kraft. That's uh, where he went to school. That's right. Yeah, quarterback there and coach and got yeah. the connections, you know. And then we also have New Mexico State is getting our offensive lineman Anthony LaFrance. Okay. Okay, I like that. And then. A man who went crazy this year, turning over the ball, DeMarco Moore, is going to be signing with Hawaii. You know, I think I think he just missed out on the all-time record for interceptions yeah. by a Tiger this year, but I'm pretty sure he tied, and that's just impressive. Hawaii, they always seem to get some really talented players. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, the jet lag of flying dude, across the country. Hey, and the you ocean. live in Hawaii, dude. I mean, that's true. <laughs> football games end at like midnight for the Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like 3 a.m. on the East Coast. No exposure, but yeah. you get to live a good and life. The headline of all the transfers, quarterback Jake Retzlaff transferring to BYU. I'm interested in what the, the deal was there with him going to BYU. Yeah. I knew he had multiple other offers, mm-hmm. but I would say... Just if I could have gotten into his mindset, BYU being, it's going into the Big 12 soon. Yeah. He can stay there. He can get exposure. They have a really good fan base there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he went crazy this year, and I think that's a good move for him. No, really big school. They just got another transfer quarterback, Kyle Slaughter, in there. So That's right. Let's yep. see. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it pans out. We'll see how it goes. And, you know, we have more transfers, obviously. Big names, and I'm sure more names will eventually transfer. Yeah. We'll, we'll update the listener on that those one. Those were just just to name a few of them. Those are some pretty big headlines and, and some really good D1 schools overall. So now let's move on to basketball. And both the men's and women's teams are playing in the playoffs this year, which is really good to see, especially after the women's team missed it last year. 
but uh, they both play on the 22nd of February. So, listener, this will come out the night or the day after they play. So you can check all the stats, all the outcomes and results when this episode comes out. But overall, I think it's been a really good year for both teams, obviously making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What uh, what did you see that really stood out between the two teams? Well, between the two teams, mainly with the women's team, it seemed like they were they had some pretty big blowout wins. I saw on their schedule that they've had a they had a forty six point win over Golden West at one point. Wow! Like, dude, they they more than doubled the other team's score, and that wasn't the only time they held a team below fifty points. Mm-hmm. But it might be a test to the you know, a test to their great defense out here. I like that. I mean, I did cover them before the break, and just from what I could tell, they play really energetic, and they are high effort. High effort. Yep, high effort. Um, they're not going to shoot the ball necessarily incredible, but you know, it's uh, it's community college, so yeah. I mean, they're nineteen the and nine. Yeah, that's really good. It's a good turnaround, especially for Coach Berber. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure Coach Berber is very happy with the team's performance this year. And, you know, they deservedly so. It's been a good year. Going 500 in conference, too. It went 6-6 six and six in conference. But looks like they were playing really good outside of conference, which is a really good thing for the playoffs because yep. you're not always playing the teams that you're familiar with. Yep. My example that just a prediction for March Madness, and, you know, listener, you can listen and take my advice, but uh, Duke, the Blue Devils, they are undefeated at home this year, mm-hmm. but they are below 500 on the road or in neutral games this season so i would expect them to be a one and done maybe get to second round mm-hmm. and be done whereas the tigers rcc's women's basketball team knows how to win in a neutral situation and in outside the conference game so yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do in that game and then let's talk about the men's game you know they uh They've had a good season overall. I mean, in the playoffs, they are a bit in the middle of the pack, but they started off hot, kind of cooled off towards the middle of the winter, but they made the playoffs. So that's that is what matters. Yeah. What What do you got for that? So they're they are the higher seed, not by much, but they are. So that means home field advantage. But um, they're shooting the ball a bit better than their female counterparts over here. They had a little bit better of a conference record, nine and seven. They also played more conference games. But pretty similar case for both of them, if we're being honest. Because yeah. the women's team was like, they're only like a couple seats higher. So they're pretty much in the same boat. Okay. I'm really excited to see that. I know you and I will be covering that game. And mm-hmm. we'll have stories coming out from all of our reporters here at Viewpoints. But I expect them, both teams, to make it to second oh, round. Yeah. They have home court that. advantage. There's going to be big crowds for both because mm-hmm. they play back to back on the same night. It's like a double header. It's going to be really fun. Um, so, hopefully, the next time I'm recording an episode, we will have both teams in the next round of the playoffs. Yeah. Let's move on now to the spring sports. Lots to cover there. Lots of history and good teams. Some teams that have historically been okay, but they look like they'll be good this year. Uh, which team really stands out to you entering the spring I term? Mean, obviously, you got to talk about the baseball team. Defending state champs. I they're historically seen. pretty good, too. Yeah. But season's really young for them. Their opening day wasn't even that long ago. Yeah, it's been so. a couple weeks. Um, but 
yeah, you bring up a good point. I was looking at the roster. They're they're deep. They have a good mix of incoming freshmen and returning sophomore players. So you have that experience, that veteran experience, while also having the new guys come in and they can get through kind of the dog days of the season, yeah. get through that grind, you know? But one thing you got to look at is they're losing an MLB caliber player. They had a player drafted in the fifth round, Nacio Alvarez, and they yep. got to fill that hole with someone. Yep. Just recently, they had Hayden Kuhn, who is going to commit to BYU. And that just is one of the many, many examples of guys on this team who have committed to play elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And even in the fall, you were mentioning how lots of the players on this team had already committed and they transferred before this season even started. So I'm very interested to see how far this team will go compared to last season's. But... Overall, it's the same talent level. Still have quality players at every position. It should be a really fun season for baseball, and I'm really excited to see how they do, how they do. They had 12 members of the team go to play at a higher level of baseball. Wow, 12 members, and that includes schools like BYU, as we said. Well, he's Oklahoma, still on the team, but um, and. Well, yeah, but they, you know. Yeah, well, they're going to be leaving with these guys. We'll see how it goes, but it's it's impressive. Yeah, point of the, you know, there's a lot of people that are about to go D1 on this team. Yep, exactly. Uh, Let's move on. You know, what other sport are you really thinking can do well this year? I think, for me personally, uh, the track and field team has some quality guys here and there. I know maybe not historically they've been good, but overall they have some talented runners and i think they could do well here and there they do they well i know there's one school record that's been in danger of being broken by one guy darius hill high jumper vista Murrieta, i remember I, i've been at meets with that guy but <laughs> yeah he uh he might break the school record for that, that that's going to be on watch like um he jumps high that's all i gotta say and um another guy who's an absolute beast on the track it's kyle reedon mm-hmm. he's a great 800 meter runner yep i remember at this most recent track meet that i went to they didn't have an 800 meter race but they had a four by 800 meter and he just looked like he was getting kicked his butt whooped out there and then he just turned it on and just destroyed his man right in that last like half lap type yeah he just absolutely kicked which which, which he wanted to but he was giving me doubts but no he was kicking butt out there that's what you love to see especially in track and in cross country i know my favorite thing was the rush of catching somebody at the very end of the race always so much fun yeah and um the throws team is one to look out for this year there's some great throwers on that roster okay That's good. Uh, Definitely, you know, the field aspect always kind of gets overlooked, I feel. People look at the jumps, and then they're just like, all right, nothing else happens. Yeah. There's people that throw stuff, too. Put some respect on their name. Exactly. Um, So that's good to hear. And I expect track and field to to compete really well, win some events here and there. They they should be good. Yeah. Uh, The last thing I really want to talk about is tennis. You know, Mm -hmm. tennis, they've got historically a lot of people coming from all across the world i believe last year or maybe the year before they had some european players Mm -hmm. join them 
And it's interesting how they come to a community college, but it's really cool to see. And I love interviewing them and mm-hmm. talking to them. So what are your thoughts? How, how do you think tennis will do this year? So I believe they should both be returning. But there was a doubles team last year, or more than one doubles team, that were undefeated mm-hmm. in the regular season. They didn't move too far once the playoff time came. They didn't move too far in the doubles brackets. However, there was a couple doubles teams that were undefeated. There were some singles that were pretty close to being undefeated on the season. So, And not only that, but their head coach, Nikki Bonzume, great woman, great woman to learn from. That's really good. I mean, I've always thought that when you have a good coach, it really helps you with learning and you feel more comfortable asking for advice and tips and pointers and things like that. And it it's always good to have a good coach. It's always great. Yes. Overall, I think it's going to be a fun spring semester. I'm excited to see what all these teams do. Some seasons are just beginning. Others are still to come a little bit, but overall should be really good. I'm excited to see what beach volleyball does. Golf this year could be exciting. We'll see. Uh, We have the swim and dive teams. And, you know, we have a plethora of talent at RCC. So it'll be fun. Can't forget about cheer, too. Cheer. They have some competitions coming up. Cheer. We're we're trying to figure out, you know, if they're going to be home this year. Yeah. We've got some some questions coming up, but that's all right. We'll figure it out. We will see. But overall, I'm really excited. I think... This year for RCC Sports has been good so far with football and women's water polo and now both basketball teams. And so I'm really expecting at least three to five teams making the playoffs this this spring term. And we're expecting some deep playoff runs at that. Yeah, that too. So thank you, Mr. Hayden Kulik, my new managing editor. I appreciate you coming on the show today always a pleasure talking to you and i know i will eventually get you on here again just to talk whatever but uh until then what would you like to tell the people before you go look out for this upcoming semester we're gonna have some great issues coming in we got a lot of new people and a lot of new opportunities yes plenty of new reporters plenty of people to hop on cover new stories get more coverage out there it should be really fun so once again thank you mr hayden kulik Always a pleasure. Thank you. That man, he is very knowledgeable. Always a pleasure to have Mr. Hayden Kulik on the show. And with that, that is the end of Chew the Clock, episode number 14, but episode one of the spring semester. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow us at Viewpoints on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is RCC Viewpoints. Find us there for all of our stories, as well as go online to check out those stories at viewpointsonline.org. I will be back next week with multiple stories about what happened. Although, with the forecast, it is supposed to be a little rainy, so we will see what all goes on in the world of RCC sports. But until next time, this has been Peter Gibbs saying so long for now.